Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 24, 25, and 26 in Yerington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Make your hotel reservations soon. Yerington Inn, Main Street Inn, Comper Inn. The 2022 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 24, 25, and 26 in Yerington, Nevada. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Feb 24, 25, and 26, NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Got a great show lined up for today. We'll be looking at the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, talking about the opportunities for first-time home buyers, challenges for first-time home buyers. We're also going to be looking at some great events coming this year, especially this month and next. I'm talking about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie Gilmore will be joining us. She's in to see us from Yarrington, Nevada. A good conversation, a fun conversation, and helpful for homeowners, home buyers, home sellers, that and more after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start program. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Aranda, and I work for CSA Head Start for the last 20 years. There's always room to grow at CSA Head Start, and we can wait to see you here to come and apply. Call us at 775-786-6023 and visit us at csareno.org. Very nice to be with you today, Thursday afternoon. Mid-January is a time when people are reevaluating what the coming year is going to look like for them. Also trying to get things caught up that maybe were left unattended at the end of the year. Well, it's no different in the home buying business, home selling business. Real estate world has always been trailing the desires of people. More and more people want to buy home, and it's for a lot of reasons, but the fact is it's tough in the buying world because there are so few properties to buy comparatively to the number of people that wish to sell the homes, right? There's just not that many homes for sale, so many people want them. I was reading in uh, the National Journal just this last week that mortgage rates have hit, finally, the highest level since... 2020, the increase in cost comes when homes across the country are selling at or above record prices. Why do I say above record? Well, you know, people are still offering more than what the sellers are asking for, and they're doing that so that they get a shot at buying the home. There are so many people looking to step up, and that includes not only home buyers, first-time home buyers, move-up buyers, 
includes investors as well. Really, they're always in the mix, always looking to benefit from opportunities in the world of real estate. And I think if you look at that from a perspective of investment, if you're a first-time home buyer, if you're a move-up buyer, you have to understand this. A lot of your money that's being tied up in the purchase, in this transaction, even if you only put a small amount of money down, you're tying up your financial warehouse. If you have a big mortgage that shows on your credit report, ladies and gentlemen, now that you're a homeowner, it's going to limit what you can do in other areas of finance, like buying a new car, making certain kinds of investments, getting things on financing terms. When people run your credit each time to look and see what your history is on paying bills and they see, whoa, this person has a brand new mortgage of half a million dollars, it's going to be an issue. It's going to be something people are going to take into consideration down the road when you want to use your financial capacity. Mortgage rates hit their highest level since May of 2020, and that's driving up all of the costs associated with home buying. The average rate for a 30-year fixed loan across the country in the first early part of January was 3.22%. That's up from 3.11% just a week ago. One year ago, the mortgage rate stood at about 2.65. In a terms of percentage, how much did it go up in one year? The mortgage rates, interest rates, have gone up by 18%. It's been an 18% increase. No, no. interest. I'm not saying interest rates are 18%. No. What I'm saying is that the change from 2.65% a year ago to approximately 3.22% today that's an 18% increase in the interest rate that you pay on any amount of mortgage. Now that you're at that rate, it's also know where have homes gone in median home price here in northern Nevada in the last 12 months. Okay, so interest rates have gone up by 18%. Home values, the median home sales prices of homes in Reno Sparks have gone up by 21.2%. So you have interest rates going up. You have the price of homes going up. It's getting tougher and tougher to purchase a home. Now, that doesn't mean it's tougher for everybody. It all depends on your individual situation. If you have a good chunk of money to put down on a home, or if you're even lucky enough to be able to pay cash for a home, then you don't have to worry about the interest rates. You do have to be aware that you're paying 21.1% more for a home this year than you were last year. But hey, that's just the way the tide moves. Everything goes up, everything goes down. Still, it brings attention to the fact that ultra-low interest rates, really, that's been a major force in the housing boom over the past two to three years. A lot of households, a lot of homes that lost their jobs during the pandemic or were able to stop their traveling that they did during the pandemic or spending the money that they used to on their cycle during the pandemic. Well, many people actually saved money during the pandemic and they seized on these low interest rates, these low borrowing costs. They decided to buy bigger homes and they could also accelerate their desires to purchase investment property. They could 
pick up and maybe faster pay off school loans if they wanted to. Second home purchases and investor demand for rental properties has also gone up dramatically over the course of the last two years. With the number of homes for sale way down, of course, buyers have bidding wars, and that pushes the prices to new highs. It's not based on the value anymore. It seems like it's more based on demand. The median existing home price rose 13.9% in the month of November from a year earlier. And so that's a good look at what the median home price is across the country. 353900 Let's say 354000 That's the median home price across the country. 354 versus Nevada, Reno, $545,000. That's a lot of difference. That's $200,000 difference, basically. $200,000 difference for a median home in Reno, Nevada, as opposed to the average median home across the country. Ladies and gentlemen, Reno, Nevada is in a high-cost area. That's from Peter Padilla. That's not from any organization, any entity, any realtor. Look, I'm not a realtor. I'm not a lender. But I talk to a lot of realtors and a lot of lenders every single day. I used to be a lender, and I always then talked to realtors and other lenders, kept up with interest rates, watched the whole deal. I got so close to the market. Sometimes I was part of the market. Now I can look back. I can look around me. I can look a little distance off in the in the horizon, and I can see what's happening across the country. Reno, Nevada has been discovered, and because it's been discovered, that means more and more people want to move here. That means more and more people want to buy homes, and that means more and more people are willing to pay top dollar for a home in Reno, Nevada, because they aren't making any more land in the Truckee Meadows. Have you looked around? How much construction is going on? High-rise, multifamily units, transportation hubs, big warehouses. I mean, what used to be pleasant to look at farmland just to the east of McCarran Boulevard that was owned by the University of Nevada is now a monster million-square-foot warehouse. The truck traffic is going to be incredible on the east side of McCarran. I have to drive there right now, but I'm looking for my alternate route already to get home because it's going to be a big, big traffic situation of not only cars, but of these big warehouse trucks. They're all looking to get into one place. The million-square-foot warehouse built on former University of Nevada property at the corner of Mill Street and McCarran. It's absolutely amazing what they have done there. I say amazing, not in a good way. You see, I look at it more as blight. I mean, it is one ugly building, ladies and gentlemen. They could have put so many beautiful homes or a beautiful park or almost a beautiful anything there. Instead, a million-square-foot warehouse. Thank you very much to the University of Nevada and all the good folks that took away our farmland so that they can increase truck traffic and add more air pollution, smog, carbon footprint to northern Nevada. Let's talk about climate change sometimes when we do that, right? It's 
typically not on people's minds when they're looking to make money in real estate, but that's what's happening. Climate change is happening because of all of the industrial action that's happening across the country. Mass consumption is what drives this, and mass consumption is what the warehouse producers, the manufacturers, the industries that make their money on consumers, they want that. Buy more and more and more. We'll talk about air pollution and carbon footprint later. Not only were the median home prices going up dramatically in northern Nevada, right now, Reno Sparks, $545,000. But you look at how many deals are actually getting done. 520 closed sales in the last 30-day reporting period. 520 deals done. We live in a population of almost half a million people. I mean, that is a tiny, tiny percentage of deals for a population so big. Not enough homes, too many people want them. I mean, 520 deals, that's not a lot. Let's, let me put it in perspective. The Reno Sparks Association of Realtors has approximately 3,200 realtors in their membership roster. So if you have 3,200 realtors and 520 closed deals in a particular month, let's do a little bit of math here. Do we even have to? I mean, that means that about 2,700 realtors did not close even a single deal over the course of the last 30-day reporting period. In fact, it's probably even less than that because the realtors that did close deals, they probably closed two or more. So there you go. It is tough to be a real estate professional, just like it's tough to be a homeowner who wants to sell their home or a home buyer that wants to buy their first property. It is not easy. The one thing that is happening fast, though, that everybody can think about is how long does it take for a home, once it goes for sale, to go into contract? It used to take anywhere from 30, 60, or 90 days in a typical average real estate period throughout history. Right now, you put a home for sale, and within 15 days, that home is going to be in contract. It's fast. It has gone up by 87.5% the number of days in a year. That means that even a year ago, it was even less than 15 days. The trending at the end of the year shows that it's taking even fewer days to close these deals because there are so many people waiting to close them on the title and escrow side, all the documentation sides, and not that many deals coming in their direction. Again, only 520 homes in the last 30 days, so they can close them fast. Another factor that's delivered to us from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors is the list price received. Typically, uh, borrowers... Buyers are offering a little bit less than what the home is being asked to sell for so they can get a little bit of a deal, a little bit of a break, etc., etc. And it's typical in the real estate world that you make adjustments to close a deal. The last 12 months or so, the days to contract have dropped, but the price received, the list price received, has been increasing to even over 100% where people are offering more than the home is being sold for. Today, it's down right at 99.8% less than it was last month. However, it's still pretty close to 100%. Maybe there's some stabilization coming into the market. That's about the only market of all the data and stats that tells me it's possible there might be some stabilization. How much does it cost per square foot 
When you buy a home, the sold per square foot dollar cost is $305 a square foot. That's up 21.5% from last year. How many new listings do we have coming? Oh, the next 30 days are bringing new listings. How many? Right now, we're at 295. That's tiny. I mean, if we closed 520 deals the month prior, now we have 295 new listings. You can pretty well tell that next month, there's going to be a lot less closings. And you look at how many homes are really out there right now, ready to go, ready to sell, 285. Again, a tiny amount when you compare to the number of realtors in northern Nevada, along with the number of residents in northern Nevada and the potential home buyers. So what does that all say when it's all over? It means that it is a tough time to be looking to buy a home. Maybe not so tough to sell, but really tough if you're looking to buy a home. So you need guidance from a top professional in the real estate world. One thing I love about the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, fantastic training for all of their real estate members. If you're looking to buy a home, call a trusted real estate professional that's a member of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. If you have any questions and you'd like to visit with me after the show, give me a call, 775-786-5515. Later on the show, Debbie Gilmore will be joining us. We're going to be talking about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and how beekeeping relates to the world of real estate. Hang on. We'll be back after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company. Equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm excited about the new year, the new month, and the new opportunities in the world of real estate and in the world of beekeeping. How do those two elements go together, you might ask, on a real estate radio show? We're going to tell you that and more. With me in the studio today, Debbie Gilmore, president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association, located in Yarrington, Nevada, and also the head queen bee when it comes to the Nevada State 
Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, welcome to our show. Thank you. It's good to be here, Peter. You live in the world of beekeeping, and you were recently at another big beekeeping conference in the country, leading up to our conference at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Tell us about the event you attended. It's put on by the American Beekeeping Federation, which is a national um, organization to mm -hmm. promote beekeeping. And uh, we were down in Las Vegas for almost, well, it was about five days we were down there listening to the latest in research and mm -hmm. um, all of the promises and the hopes and um, hopefully solutions to some of the problems. Yeah, beekeeping like any other avocation, hobby, activity in the country has been impacted by a number of things that sometimes make it a challenge to be a beekeeper. Uh, it's not the coronavirus that we're all concerned about. It's the varroa mite. That's the big thing that is impacting the world of beekeeping negatively, Debbie. And I know that progress is being made to overcome the challenges of interacting, dealing with the varroa mite. But when we talk about COVID, it has an impact on beekeepers themselves because, well, let's face it, we want people to come in from all over the world to our conference. And with the issues that have happened over the course of the last two years, it makes it kind of tough to sometimes travel. It makes it kind of tough to make decisions about what you want to do this week, this month, this year. Beekeeping has a, well, for me, it has a medicinal value, Debbie, in my mental state. Mm -hmm. um, beekeeping is a really relaxing and calming activity for me. We have so many stresses and troubles that we have to deal with and hear about. When I'm in my beekeeping world, when I put my bee suit on, uh, it's like I'm in a different world. I absolutely love to get away from it all and get into my beehives and look at my bees and work on the equipment. And next thing you know, a lot of time has passed by. But Debbie, is it just me or is this the way many people feel when they become beekeepers? No, I think that's the way many people feel when they get into bees. And I think that's why hobby beekeeping is growing by leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, families have many, many stresses going on right now. You mm -hmm. know, the school situations and work situations. And, you know, the one thing that stays constant is that beehive in your backyard. Yeah. And, and you can open up that beehive and the outside world just kind of fades away, mm -hmm. right? Because you're focused on... You know, what are my bees eating? What do they need? How can I help them survive? Um, do they have pests? Do they have diseases going on? So your whole focus becomes on that colony of bees. Yeah. And the outside world doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, it's a great escape for whatever time that you're in that beehive. Oh, yeah. I know people that do a lot of things to get their minds off the stresses of the day of the world. Uh, I have a friend who's a collector of dolls, and she loves to collect the Barbies, and she's collected Barbies all her life, and it's kind of the same thing. I asked her why, and she says, I can kind of get away from it. I think about the different times and the fashions, and it's just a way to escape from the world as it is. Mm -hmm. And I know how she did that. She started buying Barbies, right? One Bought one Barbie, then another, and as time <laughs> goes on, she's got a bunch of Barbies. Becoming a great beekeeper... You can't just buy your way into becoming a big beekeeper. That's one thing I've discovered, Debbie. You can have the best equipment, but if you don't really know what you're doing, if you don't have the strong desire to know what you're doing, you can't buy it. You have to essentially earn it. You do. You do. I mean, there's a lot of tricks to the trade, and there's, you know, many tricks to the trade. 
there's many ways to accomplish the same goal. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, a lot of fun. A lot I, of fun. I like to visit people, other beekeepers, Debbie, because I enjoy seeing how they set up their beehives and how they set up their apiary. And it's really, the, the cool thing about beekeeping is that everybody does it a little bit differently. Everybody has their own way that they think is going to be the best for them, the best for their environment, the best for their wife. <laughs> I That's asked true. My or their wife, husband. If my, my wife doesn't That's like right. the way I set up that beehive, guess what? I move it. <laughs> I move it so she likes it. But the, the fact is that it is a unique kind of situation when you have your own apiary, but it's also common. You have commonalities with other people that are beekeepers because there are a lot of things that we have the same, which is essentially the bees themselves. But I love looking at how people build their beehives. Some of them paint them funny colors, different colors. Other people put stacks and stacks on top of the, the others. Other people keep them low. Some people have just one. Other people have 10 or more. And, and everybody has these great stories about the world of beekeeping. And I, Debbie, I got to tell you, my favorite story about beekeeping for me is the day that we caught a swarm of bees. That it's is like, fun. It's like becoming a beekeeper in minutes. <laughs> now, the good news is we had bees already, so we kind of knew what we were doing. We have an empty hive. It was there just waiting for the next year. But then my wife looked out the window, and she saw a big ball of something hanging from a tree, mm -hmm. pretty low to the mm -hmm. ground. Mm -hmm. And I'd heard about swarms, but I heard that they're really hard to catch. They're usually way out of reach, up high on a tree. You need a fire engine ladder to get them or a, a special kind of elevation system. This was not the case. It's like they, they came to us and they said, please take us. Well, my wife went out there, grabbed them with her bare hands, put her hands in the, in the swarm like we learned at your class at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference that you can actually just kind of gently grab them and pull them down like, like if they're berries and drop them into the box, which we did. It was ama an amazing thing to see. We put the lid on the box and before long, we're getting honey. It was just the most amazing thing. It's, it's, you've heard of pennies from heaven? Oh, yeah. This yeah. is honey from heaven. Bees from heaven, Oh, it was right? just an amazing, yeah. amazing thing. And had we not been beekeepers, known anything about bees, and we saw this big cluster of bees on a tree, we probably would have been afraid. It could be very frightening because yeah. there's thousands of bees in mm -hmm. a swarm. So, mm -hmm. yes, they can be very intimidating. Yeah, but just so the listeners know, I learned that when the bees are swarmed like that, they're really at their most gentle state of their lives when they're in a swarm waiting to decide where to go. Yeah, and you know, when you get into a beehive, those bees are protecting their food, their babies. Um, when they're in a swarm, they have no food, they have no babies to protect. So they're very calm. And when they swarm, and swarming means that a current queen leaves the beehive with half of the bees that are in that beehive. Mm -hmm. um, so they engorge themselves with nectar so that they can produce wax at their next home. Mm -hmm. So they've just filled up their bellies like after a huge Thanksgiving dinner or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, they're just kind of laid back and the scout bees are looking for new places for them to go. So mm -hmm. they're very calm. Yeah. Very gentle when they're in a swarm. Oh, yeah. I have a friend who uh, helps um, retrieve swarms, right? So if somebody has a swarm up in their tree or in their roof or attic and they, you know, they're afraid, they don't know anything about bees, so they call a bee person. And then the beekeeper shows up 
He's got a bong, empty box, maybe a smoker to generate some smoke. And, uh, and then he could proceeds to do his work. And I always like the fact that that beekeeper is like a superhero to <laughs> that person, that family. That's that right. Watching them do the work. But you know, and I know, Debbie, that beekeeper's chuckling. <laughs> because he doesn't have to worry too much about getting stung because the bees are docile. Got some. He also knows that he's going to end up with some honeybees. Some bees. And then he might even end up with some honey because in most cases when when there is a, a swarm that's, you know, gotten into a tree or into an attic, they're busy. They're up there producing wax, making honey. It's amazing what some of the pictures I've seen, Debbie, how much honey comes out of somebody's attic. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. And bee removal is different than swarms. I mean, bee mm -hmm. removal is like when they're in an attic or in a wall and mm -hmm. you actually have to take down walls to get to them. To get to them. Yeah. Um, I, I can take things apart pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, it's putting them back together that I kind of struggle yeah. with. Well, when you <laughs> use a sledgehammer to take things apart, Debbie, it does make it kind of tough. There's no repairing, right? It's kind of hard. But the pros know exactly how to trap those bees, get them out of roofs or in, in within walls, uh, concrete blocks, pipes, trees. It's amazing. And I love the fact that people take the time to do what they can, Debbie, even if they're not beekeepers, they do what they can to help save the bees because more and more people are aware that bees are critical to life on Earth. They help pollinate practically everything and they, they add so much to the world that most people don't realize. Uh, who would expect a honeybee to be flying around in my backyard in January, in the winter? Uh, there's snow on the ground. Those bees but are they're so doing tough. That, huh? They're resilient. Yes. A little bit of sunshine, and they want to go out and stretch their wings, stretch their <laughs> leg, whatever they're stretching. It's amazing what's happening. And, well, the fact is I'm a very excited beekeeper. I have been for the last seven years, and today every bit is excited, if not more, Debbie. I know that the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming up real soon, and you've got a beginner's beekeeping class as well. I want to encourage people to join us and enjoy the benefits and the joy and pleasure of being a beekeeper. It would be a great way to bring the family closer, help kids understand more about life and nature. There's so many good things for all ages, young and like me, senior citizen, <laughs> older, have the time, have the desire. Uh, Debbie, tell us about the beginner's beekeeping class. That's the first thing that's coming up. Oh, yeah. It's on January 22nd. It's an all-day class, and we have local beekeepers uh, walking you through the process. A lot of people interested or think that they would like to get into beekeeping have no idea how to get started. Mm -hmm. What equipment? I mean, if you even if you have a beekeeping supply catalog, if you look through that, it's pretty daunting. It's yeah. like... What do I need or what do I not need mm -hmm. and how do I get started? So at this beginning beekeepers class, we walk you through all of that. We give you the terminology because it's, you know, it's like in the medical field. There's mm -hmm. a whole new terminology. And yeah. um, so we, we help you through all of that. And we have catalogs. We have beginning beekeeper books. Um, just like everything else, there's a hundred probably thousands of beekeeping books out mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some very good ones that we suggest. And so we offer those. We That's part of this class is we give you these books. 
and um, we just walk you through the process, different ways to get bees, like you were talking about swarms. That's mm -hmm. one way to get bees, but we talk how you can get bees and how you get them in your equipment and how do you test for pests and what is normal and what's not normal. And we have a mentorship program. So we have mentors all over Northern Nevada and we can introduce you to those people and um, get you started on the right foot. Oh yeah, there's so many good things about beekeeping. I'm encouraging you to get information about the Beginner's Beekeeping class. You can find that on the website, masonvalleybeekeepers.org. That's where you'll find information about Yarrington, Nevada's awesome, awesome opportunities for becoming and expanding your beekeeping abilities. So, Debbie, can you stick around with us so we can talk a little bit more about the conference? Absolutely. Okay. We're going to get Debbie to talk to us about the bee conference. And I also want to talk about some of my favorite recipes that you can create at home and really your your family and your friends will marvel when you use honey in your recipes. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company, equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274, NV Banker number 1076, NV Broker number 1141, Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045, telephone number 775-453-0345, located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200, Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval, terms and conditions may apply, subject to change without notice. While the kids are in our care at Early Head Start, our parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family. Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our program today. I was talking with a friend about some great employment opportunities at Community Services Agency right here in Northern Nevada. What kind of work could you do there? Well, let me tell you, they are looking for Head Start and Early Head Start teachers. Now, you might say, well, I'm not a teacher. I don't have my teaching certificate. The neat thing about community services agency is they can help you get the certificates that you need. And if you're the right person and you're motivated, you could advance all the way to get your teaching certificate as part of your work at community services agency. And who doesn't like to work with little kids? Some of those children that go to community services agencies, early Head Start programs, they're six months old. You actually get to work with the young people that are the future leaders of America. 
It's a beautiful experience at Community Services Agency. If you'd like to become a teacher or know somebody who wants to be a teacher in Head Start and Early Head Start programs, visit the website, csareno.org, or you can give them a call for an appointment, 775-786-6023, Community Services Agency. Give them a call, let them you know about the Head Start and Early Head Start programs. Debbie Gilmore is with me in the studio today. Debbie lives in Yerrington, Nevada. Debbie, that's about 80 miles, maybe 85 miles from Reno. And I know you drove in this morning because we've got a busy day for you today. But uh, what was the drive like coming oh, in from Yerrington? It was so beautiful this morning. The skies were blue. The mm-hmm. sun was coming up and the sun shining on the snow-capped mountains. Yeah. I mean, it was just absolutely beautiful. So this is another secret of the Mason Valley beekeepers and the Nevada State beekeepers. If you're coming from Reno to the conference and you're going to Yerrington, you get to drive on USA Parkway. That's right. And then you get to the biggest roundabout in the world, (laughs) Silver Springs. And when you get to Silver Springs, you're right between Yerrington and Fernley. So... You're discovering probably an area that you don't normally see. But, Debbie, the reason I love that drive, not only because of the beautiful mountains and the scenery, but wild horses. There's lots of wild horses. People love to see the wild horses. And sometimes we get a glimpse of them from way down on the valley when you look at the mountain. Or if you live near the mountain, you get to see them every now and then when they stroll into the neighborhoods. But when you drive to Yarrington, you absolutely see all so many herds of horses and uh, you can see the social interactions of those horses after you've driven there long enough. They're kind of like big honey bees, Debbie. Well, they are, huh? <laughs> they big are. swarms of them. They are. Except in the horse world, it's the male, the stallion, that is in charge of his domain. That's right. In the world of the bees, it's the reverse. It's the queen bee. Queen bee. And so it's not just a saying. It's an actual fact. Yes. The queen bee, if the queen bee's happy, the whole hive and colony are happy. Yes, and if she's not there or she's not happy, um, you better have your protective gear on. That's (laughs) why we have protective gear. (laughs) But um, the social implications and the impacts of what I see in the bee world, in some way, Debbie, um, they've kind of helped me when I'm interacting with people because... It gets me to understand that no one creature, no one entity controls everything. Because even in the world of beekeeping, like we were talking earlier before the show, the queen bee does have control, but not ultimate control. No, she doesn't. Bees are pretty fascinating. I mean, I could talk for hours about how fascinating, but one of the things is is the, the queen bee can determine if she's going to lay a fertilized egg or an unfertilized egg. And it depends on the cell size. But all she does is measure that cell size. It's the worker bees, all of the other females in that hive that's determining the size of the cell. Mm -hmm. So the queen bee is acting on the part of the worker bees. Mm -hmm. So it's the worker bees that are telling the queen what to do. Well, she has a lot of advisors, is what I figure. Lots of advisors. Because there's always people around the queen, following the queen. They feed the queen. They do everything for the queen. And so she's got to be getting more than just food. And that's a big project, 
40,000, 100,000 bees. That's a lot to manage for one individual bee, the queen. So I'm really sure that she's got her minions out there, Debbie. Oh, she does. She does. I saw the advertisement for the National Nevada State Beekeepers Conference in the top magazine for beekeepers. The magazine is called Bee Culture. And I've read Bee Culture, Debbie, since, well, since I became a beekeeper and I visited with you because it's really one of the top sources for worldwide content about beekeeping. You learn a lot about the hardware, the bees, the people, and I've always admired the kind of people that it would take to put together a bee magazine because I've done magazines myself. Uh, my magazine focused on television. It was a TV guide. I did a weekly. It took a lot of dedication and love to do that. The same thing is true with Bee Culture Magazine, where we have our advertisement for the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. The publisher, the editor of the magazine, his name is Jerry Hayes. Can you tell us about Jerry? Jerry's a wonderful individual. He has been in the beekeeping industry, I think, uh, he probably would tell you 40 years, I don't know, mm -hmm. um, but he has been around a long time. And, you know, one thing about putting this magazine out every month, Jerry knows the beekeeping industry. He knows what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. And he's coming to our conference, and he's going to be talking about many issues facing the beekeeping world. Mm -hmm. But he lives in a smaller area in Ohio, and mm -hmm. that's where um, this magazine is from um, Medina, Ohio, mm -hmm. and he understands hobby beekeepers. He's he's worked for chemical companies on behalf of beekeepers. He's been a bee inspector. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's uh, you know he's been around a long time, and he's worked in many facets of the beekeeping industry. So mm -hmm. um, he's going to have a lot to offer our beekeepers here in Nevada. Yeah, and I like the fact that they really do value input from beekeepers around the world because that's really what makes this magazine great is you have all this feedback from the right. different individuals. And I wanted to let people know that in the December issue of the Bee Culture magazine, there is a request. It says, Honey Reporters Wanted. Mm -hmm. Bee Culture magazine is expanding their honey reporter population, and they need new reporters in every region of the country. They're asking that if you have a chance to fill in most of the wholesale or retail uh, for the months of the survey that's in there, and you list of what's going on, and then they'll give you a free subscription if you give them a little bit of report on your honey production. So if you're interested in being a honey reporter for Bee Culture magazine, there's two things to do. One is send an email to Emma, that's E-M-M-A, at beeculture.com, and put in the, put the uh, word reporter in the subject line. Put your name, your email, your phone number, your address, and they'll get in touch with you uh, so that they can help you with their next honey report form, and you'll be doing a big service for beekeepers around the world by letting them know about the status of your honey production and activities. Sign up, be part of the best monthly honey price and beekeeping managing report in the industry. Again, this is all coming 
from Bee Culture Magazine. It's great the way they include everybody, Debbie. They do. Emma um, just recently sent us a bunch of back issues of Bee Culture, so this might be one of the issues that she has included. Good. But we are giving those out to all of our beginning beekeepers at our workshop uh -huh. on the 22nd. Very so. nice. Very nice. And, you know, the, the workshop is much more than a workshop. as like the Beekeepers Conference. Sure, you learn about beekeeping. You get materials and information to be a, be a better beekeeper. But really, one of the best things, uh, it's not even on the agenda, Debbie. It's about these great people that you get to interact. Other beekeepers from other parts of the country. And there's something about beekeepers. They're very happy people, I find. And they're very nice people. They're gentle people. And they're focused. You ever talk to somebody, Debbie, and, and when you're talking to them, you know they're not listening to you. <laughs> yes. They're mine somewhere else. They're looking around. They can't wait to get their words into. When you talk to beekeepers, they really listen. They do. They're they really do. looking to pick something up, right? They want information. <laughs> they want knowledge. They want something that will make them a better beekeeper. So I think it's really helped us to be good listeners. Oh, I think so too. I think, you know, we all have different experiences with our bees. And so we're mm -hmm. listening to all of these experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so we, you know, we have a bigger toolbox of information for our bees. Yes. One of the things that I've been able to, to kind of hone and fine tune in my own world of beekeeping, Debbie, since I became a beekeeper in 2017, is when I go to the beehives, I listen for the sounds mm -hmm. that the bees are making. Mm -hmm. And then I also smell. I can re I've got a real good sense of smell. And I can smell differences from one beehive to another. I smell the honey, but I smell a little something different, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I put all that together with how the bees are behaving and the production of the bees, look, I know that if I get to my beehive and it's really, really noisy, there's something wrong in there. That's Something true. Not good, right? That's true. Yes. Something is going Just on. Just by listening, you can tell so much by what's going on inside. Yes. And then I'll go to another beehive and it's quiet. Quiet. Real quiet. Mm -hmm. And they're right next to each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, what's the difference in this hive than that hive? They're identical hives. I bought them at the, the queens and the bees at the same time. And yet they act so differently. Yes. It's all pretty much the queen. The social. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, the queen communicates and, you know, um, organizes things by pheromones, mm -hmm. um, certain smells. Mm -hmm. So if something is wrong with the queen, then those pheromones change and it causes pretty much chaos inside a beehive. Mm -hmm. So if you open up a beehive where you listen to it and it's this loud buzzing sound, chances are you better start looking for your queen and yeah. seeing what's going on there. Or at least... Take special care. Check on it more often. Mm -hmm. Take a look at it. Be prepared to do something, right. right? Because they're letting you know in their own way that something's not quite as good right. as it could be. I think one of the things that they were stressing at the conference last week in Las Vegas was being proactive rather than reactive. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's something already gone wrong in your beehive and you wait to, you know, to make it better or to introduce food or replace a queen or whatever, it's almost too late. Mm. You mm -hmm. can see those signs before they happen mm -hmm. and um, you need to act quickly. Mm -hmm. I like the Bee Culture Magazine W2 because it's got great pictures of beekeepers in beekeepers. action, of equipment, uh, funny pictures. It is just so cool to see the people that are involved with beekeeping. And what I'm seeing is that more and more young people 
you know, a lot of people in, that I've talked to previously have said, well, isn't beekeeping for old people, people that are retired and, you know, just don't have anything else to do? And that is, couldn't be further for the truth. Look at Bee Culture Magazine and look at all these beautiful young people interacting with honeybees and with others as they do their work, Debbie. It's really amazing. It's, it's like a... It's like a group of artists. The new artists are beekeepers. It really hit home to me last week when we were at the National Convention about the young people, um, scientists that were in different areas. Mm -hmm. And because someone introduced them to beekeeping, totally changed their direction in their research and in, in their professions mm -hmm. um, because they found a love for beekeeping and, and trying to help beekeepers. Um, so young people are, they're just, um, you know, helping the bee industry on all levels, not only local hobby beekeepers, but on the research on the national level. I saw at one of our last meetings, Debbie, you had attendees who were seven years old, eight years old, with, they're <laughs> there with their parents and their they siblings. Are. And it's just, it's such a joy to see the young people and the families um, getting involved and, and learning from the experts, the people that have spent years and years, have got extensive education. As an example, in, again, looking at the December issue of Bee Culture magazine, there's a great interview from a gentleman here. The article is called The Doctor is In, an interview with Oregon's Dr. Ramesh Sagali. That name is real familiar. In fact, that photo is real familiar. I think I've met this gentleman before, Debbie. You have. He's been at our conference. He was at our conference two years ago, and he's coming back in February. Nice. Yes. Nice. That's going to be so much fun. I went to the first beekeeper conference in 2016, and I went back in 2017. I went back in 2000. I kept going back, Debbie. And the same thing is happening for other people that become beekeepers. But what I love is that when you get these national experts, these great speakers, these great presenters from around the world coming to Yarrington, Nevada, they come back. They, they do. actually want to come back because <laughs> they see, they can compare what happens in Yarrington to other parts of the country. And uh, it's, it's really exciting and I'm, I'm really proud of what we do in Nevada and what we do with the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Debbie. It's an awesome work that you do. Thank you. Um, also in the magazine, I see Dr. Marla Spivak, and she actually um, sent one of her graduate students to Nevada several years ago to do um, a research project on propolis in northern Nevada. So um, northern Nevada beekeepers mm -hmm. helped collect that propolis for that study. So yeah. um, that was pretty cool, too. It is awesome. I am just looking forward to that. Nevada State Beekeeper First Conference, Debbie, like I look forward to it every year. I wish it would come sooner, though, because my bees were already out and active just a few days ago. Here we are in early January, and I just wish there was another beekeeping event that I could go to even before the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference to get me up to speed. Well, come on the 22nd of January. Really? What's going on? We're doing our beginning beekeepers class. That's right. But that's you right. know what also? Mm -hmm. Our Mesa Valley Beekeepers monthly meetings start on February 1st. Oh, okay. So you can come to the introduction of Bees and Beekeeping on the 22nd, come uh -huh. to our monthly meeting in February, and ask more questions and meet more beekeepers, and then go right into the conference the end of February. It sounds like a great way to go and a great time 
to uh, really put some joy into your life. And that's what beekeeping has done for Peter Padilla. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm one of the happiest persons you're going to meet on any given day. And is it because I have a great personality? No, probably not. Some. It's, it's because I'm a beekeeper, <laughs> Debbie. I know how to socially interact with thousands of others. Yes, probably 80,000 in 80, the summertime. I interact with 80,000 yeah. at any given moment. Um, and I got to tell you, I love every one of them. Beekeeping is a joy to my life. I know it will be to all of our listeners. If they want to experience what I've experienced, attend the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 24 through 26 in Yarrington, Nevada. It's very inexpensive considering what you get. Great classes, great interactions, outstanding meals. Look, the meals alone <laughs> are worth it. I, look, if I wasn't into beekeeping, Debbie, you know what I'd do? I'd register. Just to go eat. And I'd go to the meals, and then That's I'd right. take off again afterwards. We, <laughs> we offer six meals during the um, two and a half days. We have six meals. We have six snack breaks. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you go home hungry, it's your own fault, uh, right? Yeah. No reason for that. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've just picked up so many cool things at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. I'm cooking more with honey, too. And I want to let people know that one of the easiest recipes I offer to my friends and family is fried apples. Fried apples, very easy to make. You slice up some apples, peel them or unpeel them, it's up to your choice. You put them on a, in a little pan, drizzle some honey on them, mm. just a touch, just a touch of oil of some sort. I like to use grapeseed oil. Mm -hmm. And then fry those apples up in a low heat and get them softened up, sprinkle them with cinnamon. Oh. And then, after just a few minutes, they're ready to go. And I like to serve them on Yogurt, plain yogurt, mm. vanilla yogurt. They're even great on ice cream. They're even great alone as is. But when your friends and family smell it and see you cooking the fried apples. Ooh, that sounds delicious. You're going to be a hero. Ooh. Beekeepers are heroes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's all about love. It's all about beekeeping. It's all about social. And I'm looking forward to the Beginner's Beekeeping class coming up next week. January. Yeah, week from 20, Saturday. 22nd. 22nd. The Beginner's Beekeeping class at masonvalleybeekeepers.org. Mm -hmm. And you'll find out there a little bit about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. But you can get all of that information for the main conference at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. And it's going to be a blast. It will be. Hope to see you there. Yeah. Debbie, I'll be there too. Okay. To our radio listeners, please join us at Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. I'll be there. I would love to meet you in person and get some feedback from you about what you think about this outstanding event. Thanks for tuning into our radio show today. Please tell your friends and family we're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Let them know that we can help them make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Until then, goodbye, everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Tune in to The Sherry Hill Show Monday at 1130 a.m.